0: This is Truth Talks.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Truth Talks podcast. I'm your host, Buddy Boone. Welcome back. We're going to get right into it. I got Matt with me. How you doing? Um, DPMs, man. The roller. rolling. Oh yeah, at your your scriptures per minute are, are Roman too. So we were we left off last time in James chapter four, and uh, the entire uh, uh, conversation is actually about marriage. But it's uh, yeah, Matt loves to be prickly, and he should. As a pastor, he should be prickly. Wait, and, I don't
0: love to be prickly, man. That's not. Don't say that.
1: Okay. I don't you're, I,
0: don't, you're, I just, you're prickly a lot well How about that I, and it's
1: not because it's just what you're doing you're just reading scripture. scripture that's it <laughs> you're <scripture laughs> you just, you just going through man. scripture you're you're yeah. expositing scripture and yeah. that's what happens there you go yeah that's better so we were at uh, James chapter 4 and uh I'm a kid of the charismatic movement <laughs> I came out of the charismatic movement and one of the scriptures that you always heard all the time is James chapter 4 uh verse 2 the last part of the scripture. Uh, you do not have because you do not ask. Now, 100% of the time, that has been given to me out of context. Of course. Because I've heard the scripture, and I'm like, you have not because you ask not. Oh, well, God, I want this, and I'm supposed to get it. But the funniest part of rub, rub, the, lamp, the, yeah, rub the lamp is it's the genie. Rub the lamp. Yeah. So uh, you, you look at verse 1 of chapter 4, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you has nothing to do with asking (laughs) and i'm like did i just read that did he (laughs) what okay so let's get back to it you desire uh you desire and do not have so you murder you covet covet and cannot obtain so you fight and quarrel uh in the 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 lens and looking into i'd say the 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 issue of marriage, uh, yes, there are a lot of. Th- there's a lot of that. There's a lot of quarrels, a lot of fights. Yeah. I mean, even you see uh, the ideal, or not the ideal, but like uh, you see two types of older couples. Yeah. You see one that fight all the time about every single thing, and then you see the other couple that are like you know really nice and always holding hands and walking and stuff like that. Um, can
0: can I can I say something? Oh yeah, go ahead. Go listen, ahead. Listen, fight the flesh. And you won't fight with your wife. Yeah. Stop fighting the flesh, and you'll be fighting with your <laughs> wife all the time. It's gonna be a fight either way. Exactly. <laughs> Pick the fight. Yeah. That's good. That's good. No. God has picked the fight for you. <laughs> he's called us. He's commanded yeah. us to mm-hmm. fight the flesh to kill it. Colossians three five. Mm-hmm. And 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 so you asked you asked earlier in the last podcast where to start with the men. And in, and I went to that passage just because it is prickly and it gets to the heart of the matter because in the core, in the context of that passage, he's talking about internal passions, selfishness, pride, lust of the flesh, these internal desires, these inner motivations that drive us mm-hmm. is what drives our fights, our quarrels, and all of that. And he's not specifically talking about marriage per se, though it's clearly implied and applicable in the broader context there. But the reality is... You have to start with humility. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, guys, you know, you're, you're wanting to transition to the husband and the role of the husband and all of that. And it, you always, it always has to be humility. This is where guys struggle the most. This is where guys need to be confronted at the most in the beginning. You have to humble yourself. Humility is driven by this, first and foremost, understanding who I am. Mm-hmm. Most people... Most of them, not most, all of us struggle with humility. None of us have, none of us are humble. Let's just say it. We are not. Again, humility is kind of like salvation, right? In that it's an ongoing work, mm-hmm. right? Yes, I am saved and uh, I, I've been set free. I am confident of my forgiveness and all of that, but the work is going on in the sense of my salvation from sin, my sanctification. So so it is with humility, right? I'm humble in Christ, but I am being humbled by Christ, yeah. and it keeps growing, and so uh, a, a husband, first and foremost, needs humility, he, that is, I would dare say, the number one trait he lacks, the number one trait he needs, he needs to be humbled, and you're humbled, one, by seeing yourself biblically, mm-hmm. as scripture says, but also understanding your need, dependence, and need, is it drives humility, most pride is driven by what? I don't need anything. Yeah. You need you need a teachable spirit. You need to a broken heart. You need an understanding. And this is why I'm saying this. This is where this is going. Remember what it said about the wife in Genesis 2? Remember what it said about Eve? What was the term that was used? I will make a what for the man? Helper. Okay. Stop and consider Adam needed help. Just let that soak in for a minute. Adam was incomplete at some level that we're not exactly you know told in in scripture. It's just there that Adam could not do all that God wanted him to do and needed him to do by himself. He needed help. What does that perspective do when a husband realizes? I need my wife. Hmm. I can't do all that God want, wants me to do. I can't be all that God wants me to be without my wife in the sense of God has given her to me as part of my sanctification process. Mm-hmm. Where God, She's going to be a helper. Mm-hmm. Listen, that humbles a husband. Sadly, most of us don't realize that. Most of us don't live that way. Most of us live with a trophy. I got my wife. She's here for me. We're just gonna live life and be happy rather than no, I need my wife. Mm-hmm. She's a partner with me. Take her away and I'm hurting. like I'm down. I can't I can't get it all done. And newsflash, no husband can, right. especially with children. How do you manage the home? How do you raise the children? How do you care for the finances? How do you do the cooking? How do you care for the home in the sense of make it a place where hospitality is blossoming? I mean, listen, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. No man can. And then work in his job 65 hours a week, Mm -hmm. caring for all the people and doing all, serving in his church. I mean, just forget it. Yeah. So that's what I mean, humility. Husbands need to be humbled and realize, I need help. Well, you need the Holy Spirit, you need the scriptures, you need Christ, and Christ blesses us with our wives. Every one of them are a blessing from the Lord because God is equipping us to do all that he's called us to do through multiple means and one of them is our wives. And so, I start I like starting James 4 to just say, listen, you got a selfish problem. You got a independence problem. You can you can always take sin and write next to it the word independence. You can take salvation and right next, right next to it, dependence, because mm-hmm. salvation is all about being dependent upon God and God alone. De- sin is all about being independent. So it is in in marriage. We are far too independent. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, so we need to be humbled. Proverbs three is a is a good transition from James four, where it says, "Um, um. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding." In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Oh, that's a passage that's applicable on every level, but especially to husbands. Because mm-hmm. far too often we are living our lives according to what we think. We're, we're leading our wives according to what we think. We're leading our homes according to what we think. And Proverbs 3 is clear. Get away from that. Mm -hmm. Stop leaning on your own understanding. Trust the Lord. And so it has to start with humility, brokenness. It has to start with a teachable spirit where then you go to the scriptures and you say, Lord, teach me. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to be? It, 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 It has always amazed me as a pastor how many times in marriage counseling that I will walk couples through what the Bible says about marriage and husbands and wives Almost every single time I hear these words, I've never heard that before. <laughs> no one has ever shown me what it means. I've had men who have been humbled, mm-hmm. which is am- amazing when it happens, and I'm so thankful for the spirit of God that when he does this. But I've had men come into the office and say, Pastor, i have been married 20, 25 years, and they come in and they say, Pastor, I need to grow in what it means to be a godly husband. I have no clue. Mm-hmm will you help me? <laughs> are you kidding me I'll grow with you let's do this together mm-hmm. that's like the greatest words you can ever hear yeah right that's where it has to start It can't start with my wife has this problem my wife doesn't do this my wife won't do this for me my wife isn't that my wife isn't like that's where most men are and uh, I'm saying no you stop that those things might be true about your wife. But that's not your issue. Mm -hmm. Your issue ultimately is your heart. Because if you could change her, then you would have. Exactly. And (laughs) you can't. You can't change each other. Mm -hmm. So we just need to stop it. We need to follow God and he will do the changing. And so it starts with humility. It starts with brokenness. It starts with uh, men coming to the end of themselves and leaning on the Lord. And so.
1: Yeah. And that's that. That is tough for men. And. I say that because humility. Yeah, because because we want to be bravado, we want to be of the guy that's looked to. Yep. But the the, the 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 small aspect and, and fact that Adam needed, you know,
0: he he needed help. Okay. Yes. So Adam absolutely he did, and we do as well. And mm-hmm. hence if you have a wife, you've been given that wife because you need her. Yeah. And God has given that to you as a help. Now Transition. So, how does a man grow in humility? How does a man grow in teachable spirit as he's seeking to grow in what it means to be a godly husband? Well, um, yes, humility, confronting the heart, seeing those things. But this is the transition key. Christ, mm-hmm. He is the illustration of humility. Yeah, He is the definition of humility. He is the He is all that the husband needs desires and wants ephesians 5 is clear 525 husbands love your wife as christ loved the church and gave himself up for her the husband is to be the picture he's to be the uh footprints if you will of christ Mm -hmm. he is to be uh christ to that home he is not christ he is an ambassador of christ he represents christ as we all do as christians but most specifically the husband and the father does in the home Therefore, if I am going to represent somebody, if I'm going to be a reflection of somebody, if I'm going to be, uh, in many ways, a mouthpiece for somebody, I better get to know that person. Mm -hmm. I better get to know what he said. I better get to know what he thinks. I better get to know what he wants. I better get to know what he looks like, acts like, thinks like. That's why for a husband, the key is saturation, saturation with Christ. You must walk with Christ, talk with Christ, lean on Christ, know Christ, eat Christ, sleep Christ. He must be everything to the husband. Mm -hmm. It's only then that he can then in turn reflect Christ to his wife. Mm -hmm. Listen, you cannot, the heart, um, the, the life cannot reflect. All right. So you're to love your wife as Christ loved the church. That's your life. But your life can't reflect a love that your heart doesn't even know. Mm. you have to just fill your heart with the love of christ you have Mm -hmm. to know him grow in him and it's only then again what am i going right back to the vertical Mm -hmm. you have to know christ it has to all be about pleasing him honoring him thinking like him walking like him that's what ephesians 5 let us be imitators of god as christ right lived so must we live so we walk like christ it's all about that. Paul said, follow me is what? I follow Christ. Mm-hmm. It all goes back to that. And so the key for the husband is Christ. We don't know enough of Christ. We just got to keep growing. It'd be like the Apostle Paul where he said, um, this is the one thing that I do, forgetting everything that lies behind and straining f- forward for what? For what lies ahead. Christ. It's all about Christ. That's what he's saying. I want to know Christ. Think about it. He knew Christ better than anybody on the face of the planet ever. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And he says, I don't know him enough. Mm -hmm. He says, I haven't even attained this yet, but I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going after him, maybe even to know him and his power and his death and resurrection. Mm -hmm. That should be the anthem of every husband Mm -hmm. and every godly husband who has a God honoring marriage that is sweet to watch and a joy to be around. Get in there and guess what you'll find? That man loves Christ. Mm -hmm. He he longs for Christ. He is just. Everything he does is just an overflow of Christ. And that's the key for uh, for all of us as husbands. We need to be more like Christ. Yeah. But you can't be what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And most of us know very little of Christ. Hmm. That's good. So humility is, a, is is one thing you said. Uh, yeah. And so where do you learn that? By looking to Christ. Looking at Christ. Philippians yeah. 2. He was the most humble man. And mm-hmm. again, you love when christ walks the earth right and you see him in his humanity and his deity all together and in his humanity what do you see he he depended upon the father mm-hmm. constantly mm-hmm. so you see that that he hu- the human uh dependence and that humility of christ where he's depending on the father you see it most surely in the garden of gethsemane when he's there in all his agony and who does he turn to he turns to the father and you see him in his anguish there but he says what not my will but yours be done and you see just a marvelous picture mm-hmm. of all that we should be and all mm-hmm. that God has called us to do as husbands. Yeah. So what you have
1: uh kind of laid out um is Ephesians chapter 5
0: essentially. Yeah, we haven't um, even got into that as far as the specific role of the husband. I I mean we trust me, we can go five more podcasts on this, but I'm just giving you that mindset. Yeah. You A husband will never fulfill his role to the level that he must if he's not humble. Mm -hmm. And uh, the only way that humility comes is by basking on the glory of Christ because focusing on Christ does two things. It hurts and it helps all at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what the word of God does. It's a double edged sword. Mm -hmm. It heals and it hurts. So it is with focusing on Christ. You look to Christ and it's the greatest blessing there ever is. But you also look to Christ and you realize I'm not there. Yeah. So that's why that's where that humility comes. I don't I don't grow in humility by looking at you. I grow in pride. Mm -hmm. Just like you do looking at me, you'll grow in pride. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, we grow in humility as we're looking to Christ and then fighting our sin. And so that has to be the starting point. But that's not that's not the ending point. Ultimately, then, when you get back to Ephesians five, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy without blemish in the same way husbands should love their wives as their own bodies he who loves his wife loves himself for no one ever hated his own flesh but nourishes and cherishes it just as christ does the church because we are members of his body therefore a man shall leave his father and mother hold fast to his wife He's quoting out of genesis 2 here again showing the timeless truth that he's reiterating here the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I'm saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Mm. Huge passage. Now, mm. again, looking at this passage, you just by way of verse count, who gets the most? Yeah, we do. The husband. The husband right? gets way more. He's got the yeah. greater, he's got the greater uh, role. He's yeah. got the greater job by way of of impossibility Mm -hmm. by way of uh, responsibility by way of difficulty i mean again not saying that submission is easy it's not Mm -hmm. not at all i mean we all we all submit at multiple levels and we're all called to do that but the wife's role to submit to her husband is never easy for multiple reasons however that pales in comparison to being charged to uh, be like Christ in this sense. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's an impossibility that no man can meet apart from the Holy Spirit's power through the word's work. And so it's imperative. Now with a few minutes that we have left, let me give you an overview here and then we can come back and unpack this at a different time or another time. You're the host, you, you, <laughs> you run with it. Okay. But here you go in this passage. It's so helpful. Paul gives us very clear descriptors of how a husband should love his wife. Let me give you, in a concise way, of what Paul is saying. This is the role of the husband in one short, little, terse sentence. You can write this down in about, I don't know, eight words. This, mm-hmm. is, how, this is I've worked on this so long with so such um, pain to get this as clear as, as I can get it, and so many other guys have, have done the same, and, and we all end up in the same place. Mm-hmm. This is the calling of a husband. It's really simple. Mm-hmm. Really hard, but really simple in the sense of it's not complex. He is to lead. That's number one. How? In love. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? So that it's not your definition of love, my definition of love, because that's the problem with love. Right. <laughs> it's to lead in love like Christ. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the mission, the mandate. And the motivation of the husband right there, lead, you're the leader. Mm -hmm. You're the one. That's why the verse count, like it even points to that. Like you're the one with the responsibility. You're the one with the charge. You're to lead Mm -hmm. in love. Massive question. What does that mean? What does that look like? Like Christ. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's about as clear, concise, and yet profound when you start to think about that of all that that is.
1: That's a lot, um, and I say that because of the fact that I mean, even the leading part, you know oh, what yeah. that looks like, yeah, um the the leading part is like, okay, uh, how, yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely, and then the how of 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 course, is in love, like yes how, like what does love look like, yeah, and then, like Christ, I mean, you've you know given us a little bit when it talks about. Uh, in verse 25, as as Christ loved the church and gave himself up. Yeah. I mean, that's there. This is a massive statement, um, it that is. needs,
0: you know, a lot of fleshing out. I'll give it, I'll give it to you really quickly. Go ahead. Show you, I can do it. The, the short version. I'll give you the short version. Okay. All right. Number one, you, you do this by, uh, you, you lead in love, mm-hmm. right? And so if you're loving, you're leading. That's that's the that's the joy. Right. Right. So you number one, you love your wife reverently. Mm-hmm. This is this is how you, this is the how you love her reverently and reverence. Speaking of understanding who she is as a precious mm-hmm. child of God, understanding who she is as a gift from God, mm-hmm. understanding who she is given to you as a helper from God, all these things. And mm-hmm. there's much more. Right. So you love reverently. You also love then as the text says so clear, this is all right here in the text, right? Because mm-hmm. um, Christ loved the church what reverently? Mm-hmm. S- that means serious, sober, solemn. He took his love for the church serious, right? But he also loves the church what how sacrificially? Mm-hmm. Notice it says gave himself up. Mm-hmm. You have to love your wife sacrificially. That's massive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have to. Uh, um, here's here's another one. You have to <clears throat> love your your wife. Um, there's a number of ways to say this, but you have to love your wife aggressively Hmm. or better yet proactively. Think about it. This is a massive one for husbands. Does Christ look to us and say, okay, church, I love you. Now come to me. Pursue. That's it. Mm -hmm. He says, church, I love you. And now I'm coming to you. One of the issues with men is that their love is not proactive. Mm -hmm. It's passive, not active. Mm hmm. It's not aggressive in the right sense, meaning it's taking initiative. Most men don't take initiative. The wife Mm -hmm. takes initiative. But in Scripture, it's really clear here. Christ takes the initiative. I mean, he takes it from day one, Mm -hmm. right? As John says, we only love him because he first loved us. So a husband ought to be the initiator. He ought to be the one driving the love in the relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's like the husbands don't tell their wives they love them enough. Right. but think about how much Christ tells us he loves us how yeah. much he shows us you see it mm-hmm. yeah you see that's he's, it's just so helpful so clear so you got to love reverently you got to love respectfully mm-hmm. you got to love graciously you got to love sacrificially you got to love proactively mm-hmm. here's here's one that comes up in the text you got to love uniquely mm-hmm this is a special love. What we what we said a couple podcasts ago, the love between a husband and wife is like no other love. Again, the love between Christ and his church, it's unique. There is no earthly illustration of this love between Christ and it. There's nothing like, it can't, it's incomparable. And you said,
1: uh, we were offline, you said there's no other relationship where you become one flesh. There is none.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So spiritually, it's between Christ and his church. Mm-hmm. Humanly, earthly, horizontally, there is no relationship that compares to a husband and a wife. It's the only relationship on the face of the planet where you become one flesh, Mm -hmm. right? And again, why? Because it points to the gospel. It points to the spiritual union. So it's a unique love. You should love your wife like nobody's business, Mm -hmm. meaning what you have for your wife, there should be no comparison. Mm -hmm. Here's the kicker, not even with your children, Mm -hmm. your love. and, And this gets even harder for a wife. But it's so true scripturally. The love that a wife has for her husband can't even be compared to the love she has for her children. That's a different love. That's more of a nurturing love. Mm -hmm. But the love between a husband and wife should be so unique, so special. That's why he says in Genesis, and he quotes it here, a husband, and by implication a wife as well, will leave father and mother and cling to one another. It's different than even the parent-child relationship. Mm -hmm. because because listen you're not doing that you're not i'm not leaving anybody to go love my my mom and dad yeah i'm leaving my mom and dad to go love this person why mm-hmm. it's a different type of love it's mm-hmm. unique yeah and the list keeps going but there's a few for you yeah
1: this is a good conversation uh we're going to end here um and we're going to end obviously with uh the gospel of jesus christ uh god being holy and and wonderful Uh, towards us sinners by sending his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins Uh, we have a choice thank you all for tuning into the truth talks podcast see you next time take care delighting in the word that we might walk in the truth
0: a ministry of Belcroft bible church